0: Far. but I'll risk an observation based on that fact your problem isn't motivation you're not lazy I'll bet you're motivated organized and scheduled maybe within an inch of insanity you may feel yourself being squeezed in the time vise and you're beginning to lose your zest for living in short you've got speed sickness I'll risk a second observation about you whatever you're doing you're probably doing too much. As you listen and interact with the chapters that follow, learning to slow down and breathe deeply, you'll find yourself becoming more, not less, productive. Somewhere between insanity and inertia, you'll find your healthy pace, and you'll wind up accomplishing more of what really matters to you and enjoying your work and your life more in the process. If there is any wisdom in this book, this is it. You can slow down, reclaim your life, and still get everything done that needs doing. You can probably get even more done and be happier and healthier. Big promises. I feel confident in making them, though, because I know the wisdom and the motivation won't come from me. It'll come from you. You won't have to quit your job, sell your possessions, and move into a little cabin in the woods to accomplish these miracles. I have made lots of changes in the way I live my busy life. I found ways to simplify and quiet my life, to strip it of the non-essentials. I found these ways simply because I started looking for them. I've created opportunities to breathe deeply, to appreciate my life, to revel in the joy of being alive, not just on vacations or weekends, but several times a day. I've developed a whole new attitude toward waiting at red lights and in long lines at the supermarket. I'm getting over my speed sickness. You can, too. Deciding what all this means for you. The answers you find in this book will be your answers, not mine. Each chapter will include at least one opportunity for you to reflect on what you've just read and apply it to your life. I can't tell you if or how you should change your life, but you can, and these reflections might help. I suggest that you set aside a notebook for capturing all of the observations that bubble up as you listen to this book. I'll ask a few questions to prompt you, but feel free to ignore mine and answer your own. You'll know which questions to ask, and if you let yourself, yes, if you take the time, you'll find the answers within you. Here are a few questions to get you started. Would you like to change anything about the way you handle time? What do you do now that you really don't want to do? What would you rather be doing? Are you waiting for something to happen before you start doing what you want to do? What's stopping you from living the way you want to live right now? Take a few moments now to think about these questions and to write an initial response in your notebook. Carry the notebook with you and jot down other thoughts as they occur to you. Let the thoughts come, and don't worry too much yet about where they might take you. Simply let this writing be your first step in an exploration into the time of your life. Jumping off the carousel how to recover from speed sickness. As I was walking back from class this morning on a beautiful, break-your-heart-fall day in Madison, Wisconsin, I almost got run over by a rollerblader. The fellow must have been going 40 miles an hour and was dressed like a cross between Zorro and The Flash. I suppose I should have seen him coming, but I wasn't paying attention. I was, in fact, thinking. There's no law against thinking but it can get you killed in a country where most folks seem to suffer from a severe case of speed sickness we're supposed to be entering the age of leisure instead we live in the age of impatience we keep inventing ways to travel faster but the new ways are never fast enough we worship speed and express scorn for manana cultures we disdain anyone other than the very young or the very old who takes a nap We like to save time, buy time, and gain time. We hate wasting time, killing time, and serving time. We've developed labor-saving devices to give us more time. But instead of liberating us to do other presumably more important or more satisfying activities, our possessions have come to possess us. We spend our time buying, maintaining, worrying about, and repairing our gadgets. We devote countless hours to making enough money to afford more gadgets. Meantime, time for play and reflection vanishes, and we lose the quiet satisfaction of taking care of ourselves and doing the small routine jobs that once gave life its texture. We run ever faster and keep slipping behind. We've brought technology into the workplace where computers, Calculators and copiers that print on both sides, sort, collate, and staple, have allegedly increased our capacity to do more and better work. But we don't work shorter, we simply increased our expectations of how much we should be able to accomplish in a day. As our to do list keeps growing, we work longer and longer and still slip further behind. If by some miracle we actually check off every item, we're too exhausted to feel any satisfaction. We get up the next morning and make a new list. After working deadly long hours and enduring our hectic schedules, we bring more work home with us. No wonder so many of us resent our jobs and ruin Sunday by dreading Monday. TGIF could replace In God We Trust as our national motto. Listening to the clock instead of the muse. And what of our need for creative expression? That divine drive to make new ideas and images, to tell new stories, and to tell the old stories in new ways. Instead of listening to the inner voice of inspiration, we hear the ticking of the clock. Every second we aren't doing something useful or important or productive moves us one second closer to the time when we must go on to the next activity on the schedule. And what will we have to show for it? How will we prove our worth? earn our place we call the resultant time paralysis a creative block but it's really just another symptom of our speed sickness in becoming ever more time conscious we lose the ability to lose ourselves in our projects awareness of time after all is just another kind of self-consciousness another layer separating us from our true work and our hearts pleasure when we become trapped in time we become less productive less creative less alive we're not living for this moment we're living for the next one for some future horizon that recedes faster and faster the faster we try to catch up with it ask any ten people you meet how they're doing and nine will respond busy it's the national disease and at the end of another frantic day when it should be time at last to lay our burdens down We even shave time off sleep to try to manage and regulate our slumber with the result that 80% of us are chronically sleep-deprived and thus chronically grouchy and inattentive. This is crazy. The carousel's running wild. Nobody's at the controls. Life is whizzing by in a blur. It's making us sick. We've got to get off that carousel. Exploring your personal sense of time. What would happen to your sense of time if you threw out all the timekeepers? You've no doubt done so on occasion, becoming so absorbed in what you're doing that you lost all track of time. Such times usually carry price tags. You may miss an appointment, stay up too late, fail to get your work done. But even so, you probably associate such timeless times with strong feelings of pleasure and well-being. Think of a few such times you've experienced. How do you feel about these experiences now? Can you imagine a whole day during which you took no note of time? What would you learn about yourself and your relationship with time if you actually lived such a day? Your initial prescription for recovering from speed sickness. If you should survive to age seventy, experts tell us you'll probably wind up spending six months waiting at stoplights, at least that long in the express lane at the supermarket, two years on the telephone, three years being sick, six years eating, nineteen years working, twenty three years sleeping. Wanna change anything about the